This dog goes crazy with the fireworks. Alright, we'll see how it goes, man. Let's get it going. Alright, alright. What's up, everybody? For those of you that are joining us, uh, this is a new episode we're doing today. We're trying new some new technology. We are connected on Instagram live via loopholes and stuff. So hopefully you guys can see everything. Thank you for joining us. This is Que Padre, A Que Padre podcast, a podcast about Latino fatherhood, fatherhood in general. Mental health, relationships, and everything in between. My name is Freud. You guys know my boy here, Chris. Um, so today, we are going to talk about some interesting topics. If you do or do not know, it is Men's Mental Health Month. So we are going to be talking about uh, men's mental health. Um, and we are also going to be talking about time. Um, and what I mean by that is... Uh, the time that we dedicate to our friends, to our family, to ourselves, to our relationships, just the time. Where do we find it? Where does it go? Right. Um, but uh, before we get there, we do have a special sponsor today. And our sponsor for today's podcast is LB Deuce Production Videography. They are... LB Deuce Production specializes in weddings, quinceañeras, sweet 16s, and graduations. Our goal is to capture people's memorable moments to keep for a lifetime. Contact us for your next event. There's a number right there if you guys want to catch that. Hit up my boy Deuce. Um, the Instagram page, you guys can check it out. It says right there, LB Deuce Production. Um, give him a follow. It does great work. Give him a follow and at least check out the videos. Really cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, he was able to kind of sponsor us for this week, uh, this month. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Deuce. We'll post that information on Instagram uh, for everybody to share. And we'll tag him so that you guys know what's up. Uh, but today we also have a special guest. So since we're talking about mental health, uh, what better than to have a professional in the field that can correct us and keep us honest with everybody? Um, so... Without further ado, I'm introducing you to my friend Jess. Hi, guys. Uh, so, Jessica, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody here? Um, <laughs> my name is Jessica Pina. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So I just think with everybody here, I'm like, is it just us, right? <laughs> it's just us. You can act like it's just us. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just going to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting and pretty cool to have, I guess, a female perspective. Because, um, uh, you know, Chris and I usually just talk about, you know, ourselves. We're, you know, kind of the things that we go through. But it is Men's Mental Health Month. Um, and I think one of the things that uh, I guess I'd like to ask Jess, just, you know, on the fly. Remember, none of this is scripted. Everybody out there, we she joined us last minute. She was able to take some time away from what she was doing in her busy day to join us and, and humor us a bit. Um, but uh, what has been your experience with uh, uh, Latino mental health? Like, Latinos, I guess, specifically Latino men. Like, do you see, um, like, a growth in men seeking for help? Or do you, I mean, do you think that there's a lot of room for... For men to get more help or what do you think 
at um, least in, in your in your experience yeah definitely a lot more room for growth so i i want to do want to start by commending you guys for um making the space you know to talk and just get real and talk about issues that are pertaining to you um i think that's such a the first step right um because i know that the way that men are socialized like that's not encouraged or promoted so um i think you guys just making the space is already like i know this sounds drastic but it is revolutionary it's already like fighting back um i don't so right now that i'm working at a group private practice um i do have um clients that are men that are fathers um i'm like thinking how many have i had that are latinos i think one and half and he was wow. half Latino. Um, but in the past, when I worked, um, like, because I worked at hospitals um, and then community agencies, and that's where I worked with a lot of the Latino population, particularly with the kiddos. And so I think I'd have to make a lot of effort to, the mom was the one that was always involved, bringing them to the appointments. And so rarely would I see the dads um, involved. Um, but I know that it was a, uh, ongoing efforts um, with my colleagues and the agency to try and encourage uh, the fathers to join and be part of like the conversation about their kids um, and you know what the kids were going through either via just like inviting them for family sessions or um, starting like men's groups and stuff. Um, so I think like let me backtrack your question. Um, uh, I'm not, there's, there's, we need to do more essentially. Right. And I think that it's really going to come from like spaces like this and men talking to men, like, and then my mind goes to thinking about my family, you know, and like them seeing me as a therapist. And sometimes when I speak, they're like, what, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and we get into it. We like, we, we've talked about our families, right? Like this Mm, is, uh, we've, we've been doing this for man, uh, two years almost just like the, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the talks we one, right we do it once a month uh we're, we're on our second year yeah correct yeah so um it's been it's been it's been pretty good like we've, we'll have days and conversations they're just like man we get deep and you mm. know like we, it get, you know we're, we're getting into some real stuff yeah uh sometimes obviously you know we, we kind of stay superficial not because we don't want to share but i think it's you know it, it, that's where we feel safe, I guess. You know, we don't really want to get too into the weeds for whatever reason. Um, but but you know, we've we've been trying to kind of incorporate our experiences. Um, oh, we're about to get vulnerable. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, I, definitely, yeah. definitely. You know, <laughs> there might be a little tear here and there. You know, we 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 we've gone there. Um, but you know, we've we've talked about loss. We've talked about separation. We've talked about you know uh, insecurities. We've talked about um, you know different thoughts and, and, and relationships and, and you just, we got into it. Right. And so, um, I was actually talking to Chris about this other day. There's, there's, uh, there's another page that I follow that a bunch of people follow. It's called the tired dad. It's a great page, but I feel like it's all very, very melodramatic. Like all the, all the posts are very like slow and like, thoughtful and it's like man you got you gotta remember that all those are just it's a, the grabbers bro so see but still you know like like i identify i identify but it's like 
I, I, I don't want to think about these times as like they're fleeting and yes, I want to take advantage of them. And man, you know, I'm going to sit here and, and be a little bit sad and about it. Like, nah, you know what? You're right. The, the time's the time's flying by. Let me let me go and play with my kids. Let me go. Let me take a moment. Right. And then let me let me let me let me let me enjoy the time that I'm that I'm going to be spending with my kids. Right. So so uh, going back to to how we're talking about our mental health and, and, and our thoughts here. Um, I want to, I want to like make the space, not like a depressing space, but like a space where, you know what, we can talk about it and we can joke about it and we can be open about it, but we don't have to necessarily cry. And, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about like a lot of the way that, you know, Latino men grew up, there's no llore cabron, right? Hey, why are you crying? Right. So it's not it's not it's not necessarily that I don't want to cry. It's just I prefer not to if I don't have to. Mm, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like I prefer not mm. to if I don't have to because even though I know it doesn't necessarily show weakness, like in the back of my mind, you know, you think about when you were growing up. Porque estás llorando? No te hicimos nada. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, so. Well, it's hard. So, mm-hmm. Right. It's probably unfamiliar. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of, like, like, you know, whenever, whenever I try to share something or try to make a video for whatever, like, I want to make it like, I want to make it real, but I'm not trying to make it sad. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so, so Joey on, on uh, IG says, let's talk about not saying I love you a lot. All right. So let's talk I about know, it. I don't know what he's talking about. I always tell my friends I love hey, them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should talk about it, Joey, because I say I, it all the time. I, I tell Freud all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I text I text Chris at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, let him think. Yeah. Right. Um like uh yeah, but uh, you know what? But it so might be hard. You say why is it so hard for some of us? So no, well, here's my you know thought. What? Oh, what's your we, thought, Chris? What's we already know what, what we know because it's not the first time we speak about this. From your experience, Jess, what and and from what you see with with smaller children, because uh, I see it, uh, I see it as well with with nephews, nieces, and even sometimes our kids. Right? Uh, why why is it so hard for them to? Um, uh, not so just, not not so much say the word I love you, but actually mean it. You know what I mean? I think it's for probably similar reasons to what Freud was saying that it's difficult to cry. Right. I think men are not um and and that's mental health, right? I was like writing some notes down because I was like, what am I talking about? What are you gonna say? That? <laughs> like, oh yeah, mental health. Let me try and define it here. But it's like so it's all about emotions, right? Sorry, FYI, huh? we, we, we go sometimes Wait. very straight. We'll start and here. Right, right, right. And then we'll end I up mean, over here. It's, it's okay. It's perfect with my ADD. Brain, yeah, so, so just, just hold on for the You're ride. Fine. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. good. Well, somebody somewhere will pull it back like, oh, anyway, so oh, yeah. what we were saying is, you know, <laughs> exactly. if we go somewhere, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's for the same reasons, right? Like, not... Um, like, where do men learn about being a man, right? Like their fathers, their grandfathers, the men around them, society, and women too, because I think 
women also perpetuate these same beliefs and norms and the things that we're teaching our boys, right? And so I think um, it's probably hard to say I love you or you don't hear it as often for the same reasons that that Freud has a hard time crying, you know, or chooses not to. It's like what the messaging that we're getting or that boys are getting and that we as women are also partaking in and sending that, right? Is like toughen up. Um, like, como lo que estabas diciendo, right? Like, no llores, cabrón. Or like, yep. no seas blah. And then enter homophobia too, right? Because that's another intersection there. Mm. And so um, what math, like, let's define masculinity, right? And it's frequently defined as a lack of love, essentially, right? Um, I know that sounds very general and also like extreme, but that's essentially what it is. Yeah, ouch, yeah. Um, Because saying I love you, showing emotion, being vulnerable, tearing up, like that's such a human experience that then we're depriving our boys of, of doing. And so they suppress it and then they you know, have, it has to come out somewhere. So it usually tends to go to anger, or violence or this or that. So, um, yeah, I think it's for, it's along the same thread of, yeah. um, you know, to answer that question. So yeah. how do, how do we balance, uh, for example, I have a 13 year old, right? And sometimes there's certain things that he says that I know that I didn't teach him or he didn't hear it from me. But that I know that it's natural for his age to at least uh, use because of, of his, uh, his, 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 the kids that he hangs around in school, obviously the stuff that he sees, the fact that maybe a certain topic hasn't come up in, uh, in conversations. Uh, how, do, how, do, how can we balance um, being manly? Because obviously we need men. Uh, I also need him to know one day how to change a tire or how to do certain plumbing things uh, or how to be the man of the house, right? But at the same time, understanding that it's okay to uh, share his feelings uh, with his best friend, his girlfriend or wife later on in the future, uh, his father or his mother, you know? Uh, how do how do we balance that as 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 us that some of us maybe were not taught to um, express our feelings, but now have learned to, or some of us that actually don't at all, right? Yeah. Or are learning, right? I think that that's a really good question, and there's um, like probably a twofold that I'd like to say, but um, I think first and foremost, like creating a space, a safe space in your home for the uh, ability for your kiddos to be authentic um, and not be rejected for being authentic, right? So if they're showing emotion, if they're being tearful, if they're just expressing hurt and pain, that you welcome that and you create that space because guess what? They're gonna have to put a mask on, right? They're gonna have to walk out the door and they're gonna have to, you know, like you said, quote unquote, be a man, right? Whatever that means. That's the other twofold, like, let's- Yeah, I was gonna, that, I was gonna right? say something on that too. Yeah, like, what does that mean? And then we can kind of break that down. Um, but yeah, essentially you want your kiddos to have a space. I think as a therapist, sometimes, especially working with young kids and boys, the therapy became that space because they didn't have it at home, right? And so that took a while, but it's, that's that's at the beginning <laughs> at the at the very basic level do they have a, a place a space for them to be able to 
kind of be that and be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because, of course, you also got to, unfortunately, in the society that we live in, arm them, you know, um, and and kind of protect them, I think, too, from, like, what they're going to get on the outside. But then for yeah. them to know that that's not, you don't have to internalize that. Right. And I think we do that a lot as men. We we internalize a lot. Absolutely. And, and it goes back to, you know, we don't want to show that emotion because it shows a weakness or whatever. I, um, okay. Yeah, as I say, and, and, and to the point you were saying, Chris, you know, teaching our son to, to be a man or whatever, I think to every man. Well, like uh, I said, uh, being a man, but with, 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 with what we're doing, right, with what yeah. you and I are doing is balancing it out. You yeah. Know? But. How is it, how are you too much of a man or not man enough? Not to us, because obviously we're practicing it, but to, for him or for her, whatever it is, uh, for them to be comfortable in, in, in it being man enough or it being, um, I guess social, sociably enough to share their their feelings. You know what I mean. But I think you're 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 you're. I think in and I'm guessing, but there's a a threshold that you have in your mind already of what a man should be. So, like, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's like, myself. but that's that's yourself. That's but, but are you are you are you putting that threshold on your son too? Like, is is he supposed to measure up to that same manhood? Like, oh, no, if, if you don't, like, question. if you, like, if you don't know how to change a tire, does that make you less of a man? Well, no, but I'm no. saying, it, it's That's an what I'm example, saying. you know, it's yeah. an example. And I guess right. it's one of the first things that uh, us as boys, uh, at least the boys from, you know, my parents, uh, that's one of the first things that my dad taught us. Is, yeah. Know? But not so much of it, because he taught my sister as well, but more than anything, just as a survival type type of in case of a whatever like a know? protector right right there's a podcast but, it's, but but people and not not and i won't say people i'll say women some people say well you're supposed to do it because you're the man you know there's a there's a podcast called man enough um really popular famous uh um the he's an actor at, at advocate um and he wrote a book, it's called The Man, uh, Man Enough as well. And they were interviewing someone and I unfortunately don't remember who it was or whatever, but he's like, I remember the first time, this is him, don't call me on it. But essentially I remember the first time that I knew what it was to be a, like a man, right? And he said, I came home, I was seven years old and his uncle who always used to like hug him and um, you know, give him love and show him love and things like that. He walked in and he's like, hey, didn't give him a hug that day and said, you're the man of the house. I think, I think maybe his dad had passed away or something like that. And so this was like his father figure. I think if I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear the whole interview, but essentially he says like, you're the man of the house now, like it's your job. And so he um, shared in this interview that the next day he went to school and he stopped listening to his teachers because he's like, Oh, I'm the man of the house now, you know, like I'm going to listen to you. And then he gets in trouble, right? And now his mom is scolding him. And it's like these confusing messages that we're sending kiddos, right? Like boys of like, toughen up, don't do this, don't do that. They're children, right? Yeah. Like children are so vulnerable. Children do not have control. <laughs> they have mm -hmm. very little control. They're so dependent. And so if you're telling a kid, like, you got to be the man of the house, you got to do this, you know, you got to protect, like, you're, we're already drilling these messages, right? Um, and it's and so the fact that they take it very literal. You know, so 
so they, they take, take it very literal. literal the actual, they internalize it, right? Literal. Like all children. And so children, the way that they internalize messaging, so it's like if dad leaves, oh, he probably left because I did something wrong. Or if he leaves and doesn't come back, oh, it's because why, why wasn't I good enough for him? Why doesn't he love me? Right. And so when they internalize it that way, what gives them a sense of control is that, okay, well, if I think it's about me, why he left, that let me do this or let me do that to make him come back. Yeah. Right. right. And so begins this like, if I could just be good enough, if I could just do this, if I would just do that, or maybe if I do this and everything is, it's like scarcity mindset, right? You're not whole, you're not complete, you're not being taught that you're, but it's like, that's, that's kiddos. That's how, so it's, it's, um, I digress a little, but, um, that's how children don't have the capacity to think about big concepts like this, right? It's more of a case by case too, as well, because obviously, Every person understands completely different. Uh, obviously, depending um, where they grew up as well, you know, some kids have to grow up a lot quicker than others, uh, and they learn to understand that. But, but yeah, you're right. Like by what what you were saying that you know now, because he understands that that he's uh, the the man. Now he doesn't have to listen to authority, which he you know is pretty much misunderstanding. The whole concept of now, now you're taking over what your dad used to be, uh, took it too literal, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the hard part as far as what I'm saying. How to how how can we balance uh, the 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 machismo part with with uh, you know? Hey, sometimes you do have to be sensitive enough sensitive enough to to express yourself or to listen. To somebody, you know, because uh, like I was telling Freud not too long ago, um, some of us sometimes have a hard time answering back to other people, right? Like we'll get a call or a text and we won't text back till maybe a couple hours later or a day later or two later. And the way I think is, you know, if somebody is calling me or texting me or needing my attention, uh, it's for a reason, you know what I mean? And it could either be the last time that I could relay that information uh, or I will never get to speak to them again for whatever reasons. And and obviously, to me, those balances are, are very, very important and, and very sometimes difficult, again, because um, the, the, the ages, the way I grew up, the way that I'm bringing up my children are completely, completely different. You know, I'm trying to uh, balance the way I think versus the way my father thought or my uncles or even my cousins, you know? Yeah. And that the way the new generations are thinking too, because I think that there's, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of what, from what I see is, uh, and I could be wrong, obviously, but the generation to me seems like they just don't care. That's just because you're getting old. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't care? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, yeah, it, it's always a. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, even if it's not, even if it's a yes or no question, it's a, I don't know. It's always an I don't know. I get that a lot. 
From know? who? From your kids? Are you talking about your kids? Uh, my kids, my nieces, my nephews, other other people's kids. I hear it a lot in the street from other kids. I don't know. Uh, they're in. They're indifferent. Uh, yeah. And to me, it just seems like it, it. Like you know, you just don't care. I don't know that that equates to not caring, rather than maybe um, they don't know how to express themselves, right? Because I go back to the same thing. Like, shit, you're right. Like, well, yeah. You guys, I, you know, I, I, like, I, talk about I, shit. Imagine a freaking kid, you know? Um, there's so much input that they're getting to, like at school with their friends, on social media, on their phones. I feel like a lot of kids don't have a lot of, like, uh, X, what is it? Input, output. Yeah. Right? A lot of output. Like, are they talking about this? Probably not. <laughs> you know, are they... Like, where are they releasing some of the the things that they're receiving? Where are they processing and things like that? Exactly, right? Video games, disassociating, like, just disconnecting from the world. So, yeah, you ask them questions like, what? I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know that it means that they don't care, though. Because I think when I've spoken to kiddos, and I worked with a lot of kids before, preteens, especially teenagers. I used to work a long time ago when I started in the field. I worked at a... Um, nonprofit in Vista working with aging um, out of foster young boys, ages uh, 18 to 21 in a transitional housing um, home. Um, where was I going with that? I totally lost it. But um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of input, not a lot of output. Um, I lost it completely. <laughs> well, it happens. situations. <laughs> In those situations, um, how how can we we change them? You know, well, not necessarily change them, but you know, prepare them because uh, life is about questions, and and if you don't have the answer, you try to find the answer, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, these kids look for us for answers, and I always tell them, just imagine if I was like you, right? You come to me. With the question, and I tell you, and I walk away. (laughs) Right? Like, your brain is, like, fully developed, and these kids, you know, you got to also... Well, that's what I'm saying, but, I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, not only was I not allowed to say, uh, but I didn't, I didn't say it, you know? I didn't, I didn't say it at all. Either I answered or, or I answered wrong, and you know, you'll probably tell me, oh, you're an idiot or whatever, but <laughs> it was an answer. You know? I you don't didn't know what is more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, to me, it seems that I would rather have a, a, a dumb answer than a no answer. You know? I, I think what I was like, saying earlier is when me, I've at least spoken... It seems like when... you're trying, at least trying to 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 talk at least trying to answer the question but also right who are their parents and who's modeling this behavior this speaking and i think that that's what maybe i was gonna where i was going with that earlier (laughs) yeah spoken to kids and made spaces for them and asked questions and, and showed them like how to express like they do and they have really awesome thoughts and ideas and things like that right but you gotta get them engaged in that um, type of dialogue 
and it's not always safe to do so for whatever reason or yeah because like they haven't been taught they don't have that ability yet because of a number of reasons i think chris and, and just listening to jess talk about you know her point of view on this because uh, I know we kind of touched on this one of the one of the last times we talked is I don't think that our the, the kids nowadays are careless or they don't care. I think they're very distracted. So when you want to engage with them, it's 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 going to take more than you just trying to talk to them. Unfortunately, they're going to be distracted because mm-hmm. social media, their phones, um, they're thinking about whatever it is they're thinking about you know nowadays um they can find an answer they have a question they can just look it up so their their mind is thinking you know they're also so afraid to like say the wrong thing much like you were growing up right let me just say anything so i think a lot of kiddos are also internalizing imploding rather than again kind of you know putting it out there and so i think a lot of times it's that right they don't want to say I have I have grown as clients tell me that they either lie or they hold back because they are worried or afraid about what I'm going to think about what they're saying. So yeah. now think of a kid and and they're either parental figure or an adult or father, you know. Um, there's a lot of that going on for sure. Yeah. So to answer some of the questions that we got or comments we got going on here. Let me see. We got what we got. Uh, Pretty much what she just said. Yeah. Sorry, I was late to I was late to those. I was talking when you guys were reading. But yeah, I mean. Wait, what did yeah. you say? I didn't get that. Too. So on on uh, on uh, uh, IG Live, we also get questions and and answers. Okay. So we're reading some of those. When we look away, it's because we're reading those. <laughs> On the phone. So they're, they're pretty much saying, stating what, what you just there stated. I am. Yeah. They're backing me up. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, well, no, but I mean. Most you, of them are, are putting, you know, it starts with being present and engaging to your kids. Uh, which, you know, obviously, if, if you're a, a parent and you consider yourself a, a good real parent, you are. But uh, there's going to be always those, those, those situations those moments right so uh, again I, I'll, I'll put it as an i'll put myself on as an example when i say that i wasn't allowed to say no or to not have an answer you know that made me think ahead and okay for the next time i'm gonna answer the question you know? so man, i wish i could bro but that's that one's the neighbors um <laughs> How 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 can we without our kids being afraid of, of of us? Like maybe at times we were afraid of our dads or moms, you know. Uh, um, Still, how do we uh, again balance that? You know, how do we balance that? If you are engaged and if you are doing this, is it just a matter of just keep on going and doing what you're doing? You gotta or, start with or, yourself. Or, or there are other practices, you know. Yeah, I think that you got to start with yourself too, right? Like, are you giving yourself a space? Like, are you asking yourself questions? Are you able to answer? Are you like, how are you responding to your own mm-hmm. whatever obstacles or things like that? That way, when you face your child or a child and they're faced with an obstacle, how are you then responding to that um, kiddo, you know? 
I think right. for boys, yeah. For boys, it's so hard, like, because again, they're not, you know, like for women, it's like, or girls, right? It's, we tend to be softer. We tend to be more forgiving. We tend to, to allow them at least to develop like emotional expression and intelligence and things like that. Um, we think about like women gathering in the kitchen and talking and, you know, like, like, comadreando. Comadreando, you know, like that kind of, um, uh, and, but boys, it's not like that. And so, you know, then those boys grow up to be men. And it's kind of going back to, you know, what I was saying earlier about when I worked with kids and boys and it was their moms coming to drop them off at therapy. It was their moms coming to um, the sessions or the meetings. It's the moms that are taking them to school and to the school meetings. And, you know, like, are you taking, you know, going back to, oh, look at that full circle time. Yeah. <laughs> are you putting in time with What? You? Are you telling oh. me that the topics kind of correlate? <laughs> Right. But yeah, are you taking the time to get to know your kid? Right. Um, spend time with him and kind of be engaged and be involved in their lives. Yeah. So I think this is a great time to segue to the next portion of this is time. Right. Like, like just said, are we taking the time? No, it's perfect. <laughs> like I said, we go we go like this and we go like that. And sometimes we'll make it here. Sometimes we'll make it there. Sometimes we won't even make it to this topic that we had. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. So like, so, so like she said, you know, time, how are we dedicating time to our kids? How are we spending our time? How are we, uh, putting time where you want to put it? And if you haven't been, or you don't think you can, like, what can you do? But I think we can start there. Um, are you taking the time to get to know your kids? I know it's, I know automatic answer is yes. Right. Yeah. I know they like this. I know they like that. Um, but maybe deeper conversations with kids, would that be, I don't know, would that be more correct or more on what you were trying to ask, Jess? Um, spending time with them, all the, you know, think of all the love languages, right? But like, are you spending time, quality time with them? And that just, then that doesn't mean playing video games with them, you know, that ain't it. <laughs> um, are you uh, showing a physical affection, right? I think like, are you holding your boys? Like, are you showing them that kind of love too? Because you're gonna give them a sense of safety when you do that. And when you give boys or your kiddos a sense of safety by um, being gentle and empathetic and compassionate and understanding, then they will open up, right? Then they will talk. Are you asking them questions? Are you um, without like, this is how you got, you know, like, luego, luego, jumping to that kind of thing, you know, when they come home and they tell you about how they were treated, I think that's what you were saying earlier, too. Um, so, yeah, like, time is energy, right? Yep. Also, and so, and this is why I also said earlier that you got to start with yourself. If you're coming home from work and you're stressed and you're, you know, like, you're dealing with financial problems, you're mad at the wifey, like, all kinds of stuff that meant, you know, your own mental health problems or whatever's going on and then your kid comes to you like with his emotions and his shit like how are you responding in those moments right um, yeah i mean specifically with me 
Um, last week, fuck, last week was, last week was nuts for me. Um, because, uh, not to complain, I don't want to complain, but, you know, I, I, I had, uh, my son daycare wasn't available for the week. Uh, you know, I don't want to complain. (laughs) So, you know, so my son's, my, my son's daycare wasn't available. So I had to take care of him. Um, uh, my, uh, manager at work had to step away. So I covered, I covered for her. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, sometimes trying to get work done and trying to take care of your kid is hard. Um, I would go on Monday, Monday. I had both kids, um, daycare closed. So I had my three, three and a half year old and my one year old and they didn't give me the day off. (laughs) And so I was trying to work get shit done, you know, how dealing however the hell I can to deal with both of them. Um, you know, I'm in sales, so, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I get stuff done. Um, we, 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 we ventured into, into, uh, real estate. So, you know, we have something that we're trying to get done over there. So I'm trying to multitask and do that, trying to do the kids, trying to do this. Um, so it was tough. It was just a lot of things going on. And, and, uh, towards towards the middle of the week, shoot, t- Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was already like t- snappy, super snappy, and you know, I told, I I just told my wife like, and I told her a couple times, like, I'm sorry, it's, it's just a lot of shit going on this week, like, you know, I'm sorry, it's just a bunch of stuff. I don't mean to be snappy, I don't mean to be short. It's just I can't deal with a lot of this shit right now, and so you know, this it, you kind of you kind of just go through it, but. I guess trying to go back to what you were saying is I'm going through a lot of shit and then my daughter has a tantrum. Mm. And so it's, it, it, there's a, I always, I always, uh, <laughs> I always, uh, I always, I always do a little, you know, like before I try to say, and even with my, even with my wife, right. She, she says something that just hits me. I just, before I say something or do something that I'm gonna regret, let me Breathe, just take a quick yeah. deep breath, you know, and and and, and take five. <laughs> yes, yeah, something. I'm just like fuck. So I just found myself breathing a lot, um, and so <laughs> and so. Glad you're breathing for you. Oh God, it was so hard, <laughs> but I did. I did realize that I was very short with my daughter, um, and my wife told me like like think about the way you're talking to her, and I'm like fuck. Well, I didn't mean to. It's just you know I'm trying to get shit done, and. You know, the water's cold, but she says it's caught and she's not touching it. I told her to touch the water, but you know, I'm just like I'm trying to I'm trying to like justify my my snappiness to a three year old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 you know, now that I'm gone, I'm past that, right? It's just like fuck dude, like that was rough. That was a rough week. Thankfully I, d- I did go to my mom's like a couple of days, so it did help. Um, I, I don't want to sit here and act like I didn't get any help or nobody offered to help or whatever. But like, like if I, if I wouldn't have had that, like it would have been rough. It would have been mega rough. Um, and so, so yeah, so, so yeah, finding the time and, and, uh, just being able to kind of give them quality <clears throat> time and not uh, taking the time to, to connect with them in a positive way, regardless of how shitty your day's going or how stressed you are like it's not their fault and um yeah so that's that i mean that was a struggle for me last week and i was like whew, whew. 
I mean, I don't know how. I'm about you, Chris. I don't know if you've had those days where you're just dealing with a lot of stuff and then your kids. No sé. That's life, right? That's every day. I think, like, and I don't want to digress too much, but, like, this is why I think about children are supposed to be raised in communities, you know? There's just, like, no way that one parent or two even both working, you know, like, doing caregiving, taking care of the house, business. Like, that's a lot for two people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Like my grandma um, lived with us growing up. And so, you know, that's such a blessing, such a privilege. Um, also probably very stressful <laughs> having your in-law working, living in your mm -hmm. house. Yeah. I can imagine that. That's a, that's like, a, different, that's a mean, different conversation free, right there. Free daycare, you know, whereas now, like, I mean, my brother has a, um, like a three and a half year old. She's going to be four in September, my little goddaughter. Um, and they have a boy on the way. Nice. Um but it's like, how much is daycare, school, Not like money, like all that. It's like, it's expensive, you know, and both of them work. So it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, both oh, of us work because it's just nuts. And, and, and uh, <laughs> it is funny because like, you know, uh, <clears throat> our, uh, our, our daycare person, I forgot. It wasn't even that long ago. But my wife came home. She said, like, did you see they bought a Tesla? I was like, you mean we bought him a Tesla? Like, just buzz. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, you're paying so much. It's like nuts. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 not cheap. Um, uh, there's a lot of programs out there that, you know, that, that, that can help um, people that can qualify for them. Um, we, we are we are waiting and, and uh, anticipating kindergarten because uh, – that means we don't have to pay for <laughs> kindergarten unless we decide to go private, which we're like, uh. By the so, way, before going back to what you were saying about just having a rough day and having those moments of um, kind of outburst, maybe your own outburst, right? Um, give yourself grace, truthfully. Like, you know, like I'm saying, you're, you're going through a lot and, and no, no parent gets a blueprint of how to do it mm -hmm. right. Although there are a lot of books and resources, guys, so please <laughs> use them. <laughs> But um, I think, you know, and, and this is like definitely coming from um, my clinical perspective, but like repair is so important, not just for human beings, but for children. So if you do have those moments where you lost it and, you know, whatever said something and you're feeling all kind of remorse and shit like that, like uh, talk, talk to your kids, yeah. right? apologize, hold yourself yeah. accountable, like show vulnerability too, right? Like I, I feel ashamed, like. I feel sad. Mm -hmm. I feel hurt that I do that. I did that. That I behaved that way. That's not okay. And here's yeah. a better way, right? How I should have managed. And um, and how did you feel about that when I did that? And then give them the space to kind of share with you what with that how they experienced you. Yes, I think the wording is not going to be the same. Well, uh, it, right? Uh, like, Obviously, like yeah. no, well, like. The reason I'm saying like 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 you know the the times that I kind of I don't, don't want to say lost it because I didn't like like full on yell at my daughter but you know you know it was a difficult moment and maybe I raised my voice and I was very short right, right, right. and then she's like hey, mommy you know she's like she didn't want to be with me and so here comes mom to the rescue or whatever right um like like you know it did go back and 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 you know I, I'm working on the whole trying to apologize apologize to to my daughter if, if you know if we raise our voice you know explain to her that we do love her and you know we say or do things because we want to keep them safe and blah blah blah. you know we, we get into in, into that conversation um 
I, I, I think maybe giving them an opportunity to kind of respond is maybe something that I, I could probably work on. Um, and I think that would tie in with what Chris was saying about our kids not saying, I don't know. You know, like, like saying, like, it, like giving them a, an opportunity to kind of tell us how they're they're feeling and let, and and reassuring them, like it's it's okay. If you're mad, you're mad. It's okay. You can be mad. You know, tell me how you're feeling, and it's okay. And and I'm here to listen. And I'm sorry that I I behaved the way, and that's not the way I should behave. You know, how are you feeling? What do you think? You know, and, and giving them the chance. And I think maybe that maybe maybe if we do that more often, again, easier said than done. Um, if we're able to do that more often, then maybe we can we can break that that whole indifference or distract distractfulness that we're getting from from kids nowadays. Um, I've I've said this once and I've said it again and I'll say it all the time. But but we our generation, I think, is the inflection point of like the old way of doing things and like the new way of doing things. Right. We have parents that want to do things differently, but didn't have access to things. Um, and parents that want to do different things and they're doing it right. And so, um, different doesn't necessarily mean that the way that things were done before was bad. It's just, there's always room for improvement for whatever way you're doing things in my opinion. So, um, yeah. So that was, that was my experience. Uh, Chris, how's, uh, how have you been giving time to your kids? Well, um, obviously, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit more difficult for me, right? Of course. <clears throat> I've always told you it's, uh, I have a certain amount of time and with that certain amount of time, it's always, um, it's more of a, what they want to do. And obviously it, it always comes more than anything in the car. This is why I bring up, I brought up the fact that I don't like it when they say the, the I don't know things is because I am very vocal with my kids. I do ask a lot of questions. I, I, I um, give them space to be able to ask those questions as well. And I, I always let them know how important it is to be able to ask questions, right? Uh, because uh, it, it, it just is, you know, it just is. They're always going to be, we're always wondering what what anything, and we are, you know, we, we, we tend to be preguntones. So instead of being that kid, uh, instead of being that kid of um, being shy all the time and being scared to ask questions, you know, I push them, I push them a lot. Uh, some people see it as, a, oh, you're, well, you're lazy because you don't want to go and do it yourself or because you don't want to ask yourself or whatever it is. Uh, wherever wherever we, at, we are at or, or if we're in the restaurant or if they actually have a question for the server or whatever, I, I tell them, we're right there, ask them. Yes, it took a little while for them to get used to it. But I kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. So with those situations, it created a safe space for them so that we don't have those moments of me blowing up on them or getting frustrated for something that they did or they didn't do. 
because yeah. I, I know that I made the time to cover, to try to cover at least everything that, that I know with them, you know. Um, and, and that's because of the fact that I am not with them 24-7. I was just going to ask you, Chris, if you don't mind me, um, how many kids do you have? How old are they? Like I have two, uh, nine and 13. Okay. 13 is a tough age. So that's why we in we, we, we can turn this into are, a session if we need to. It's okay. No, uh, I'm gonna Freud, charge you for Freud, that. Freud, <laughs> Freud's situations are very different. He's going through baby stuff, which I went through that you know ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So very very different. That's why what sometimes to me what Freud goes through, I'm like, ay, pobrecito, you know, you did such a baby crying for just two, you know. When, you know, like, like, for example, I put my brother in a situation, he has five, you know, that's when you're like, oh, shit, now I really got to stress out about five. But obviously, every situation is different. Every, every, every person is different. Everybody deals it completely different. And uh, I guess whatever method you use and it works, not to say that it's correct, but I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. Este, let me see. Anybody posting any questions on, on, on the gram? Not questions, more like uh, just comments. Commentary, on. huh? Good one, bro, Santel. Your kids, it's, it's cool that my kids order their own food when the server comes. They would mm -hmm. like to me to do it for them, but I quickly taught them how to do it themselves. That's so good, that's though. Exactly, that's exactly what I did because I, I remember my dad did it to me as well, you know? And at first, I thought it was embarrassing. You know, we grew up with being the interpreters of, of, of our parents, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, dile mm -hmm. que quiero esto y esto. Mm -hmm. And I remember at times not knowing, obviously, how embarrassing it was, right? Mm -hmm. Not the Just fact that my dad couldn't, not the fact that my dad couldn't speak English, or at least uh, correctly, but the fact that I, I was the one ordering, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, I was a kid. I didn't know. The reason I didn't know that my dad was embarrassed at the time, or that it was just a lot easier and quicker for me to order or for me to call a certain place or whatever, you know. See, the funny thing is, I had a different experience. Um, I don't remember. I remember if it was. I don't think it was my parents, but um, I had a situation where I, I was like, all right, I know what I want. I can order it. And then somebody hit me with, ah, vas a pagar tú? You know, well, that's like, oh, that's shit. You're, uh, uh, you're, oh, no, pero, okay. You know, over boundaries. yeah, but, you know, as, oh. you know, as a kid, like they're asking everybody what they want. And then, and then right. like, they looked at me and I was like, going to order. Oh, vas a pagar tú? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, whatever, you know, hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, see, my brother knows. They, they, my, because my dad, my dad taught us the same thing. He would show us how to order your own food, and they asked my brother, "Hey, uh, sir, muchacho, niño, chavalo, how would you like your hamburger cooked?" And he said, "Good." You <laughs> <laughs> didn't say cooked. You didn't say cooked food. You said good. <laughs> he said good, perfectly good, good. And so you know, then there's a lesson, right? It's it's you have to tell him if you wanna. If you want it, you know, medium bleeding. Or yeah, but alive. at that age, you don't know nothing about water. No, but you don't. Know. <laughs> Pero andale, you want to order? Entrale. 
It's so, a, not, but the next time he already knew. Simon. So we always got to be at that point where we're, it's going to be a learning experience. Yeah. Right? There's going to be that lesson. One day you're going to fall, now you know how to get out. Yeah. You know, one day you're going to get a flat, either you learn how to do it, replace it yourself, or if you know you have a chance of having AAA or that type of insurance for them to do it for you, then you know they do it for you. So let me take this opportunity real quick and ask the people that we have out there in Instagram world. It looks like we have about 10 people, 8 to 10 people. We have uh, Jessica here with us today. She's an expert in her field. She is very, 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 very knowledgeable about everything that we've been talking about. What kind of questions would you guys have um, to pick her brain a little bit? You know, um, this is this is free. Free session. Free session. <laughs> uh, she will receive a, a, a package of uh, beverages of her choice soon. So we'll take care of her. No, I'll take care of her. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, like I don't know, like 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 if if you were if you were, uh, I want to know if you have kids. Yeah, do you have kids? Me. When I think no. about what you said earlier. To, to know, yeah. She brought up her niece and soon to come. Yeah. So the answer is no, not no kids. All right, that was a quick one, bro. Add a way to add a way to not be a salesman and ask all these closed-ended questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I worked with, so you know as i've worked with a, most of my experience like i said before has been with working with kids so i've worked in um outpatient therapy with them um and i worked at inpatient psych units so when kiddos um would get hospitalized for mental health crisis um so i've worked with them there um and then i've worked at the met like as a medical social a social worker on the medical floor with kids with cancer as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then I worked with, um, like I said, the out of foster um, youth, I worked as a youth partner, um, a lot of um, kiddos in the, you know, LGBTQI plus community. So, other like than that. your professional part, they're also asking, did you help raise a sibling? I'm the youngest. So I have an older I have an older brother, yes. Um and my parents were together. Um you know what's really I, I digress, but I do want to share this story for you because I was talking about you today. So I thought that that was such a, like, a magical thing. I was talking to a client of mine who is expecting we're talking about names and um my oh, brother yeah. my brother, my sister in law is pregnant, she's having a boy, and um their middle name the, the my future nephew's um middle name is going to be Froilan because that was the name of my um father um uh, my, my dad passed away and oh, and my yeah. father's dad so my paternal grandfather was also Froilan so when I met so I was sharing that story today to my client I'm like you know what's a trip like I met a friend a fraternity brother like that could, you know his name's Froy yeah so I was talking about you today and then and then this whole conversation happened now I'm here so anyway I know. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up too. We, I feel like every time we talk, like, oh my god, your name! I know, I know that name because you know. <laughs> yeah, it's special. So, uh, my friend, our friend Joey is asking, what does she do for work again? She just said it. I'm a, I'm a therapist now. I'm a, like I'm a therapist. I'm at a group private practice, um, and I only work with adults now and couples. Um, 
Yeah. Couples. That's a good one. We'll have to take your information and put it on one of our yeah, resources sure. so people can hit you up. We're on the website. So Relationship, yeah, marriage, that, advice, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Trauma. We're, my specialty is trauma. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say earlier. I think a lot of kids have uh, anxiety nowadays. Um, yeah, which is crazy. It keeps them from like speaking up and their social networks are all like online and I don't know the way that kiddos are communicating nowadays. Oh. These generations, like a whole thing, whole different. How about thing. how about anxiety with adults that didn't know they had it? Um, what what's the question? Like, how about it? You mean? What do you mean by right. that? Right. Adults that didn't know that they had anxiety. Yeah, I think a lot of our parents have like mental health issues, right? Like the. Um... No, I mean, I'm mean saying like 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 adults, like like people our age, right? So. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. Include, include, I guess you can include our parents. So obviously we were taught, right? And and, and now again, I, I I put myself as an example a lot. For me, anxiety not so much growing up, but as a younger adult, um, to me it was it was like it meant it meant that you were weak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's coming obviously from our culture and then coming from mm-hmm. from our working background, right? So. Uh, even in our working background, you had to be tough because you had to you had to fight for your dollar. You had to make sure that you were uh, technically stronger minded than the customer in order to close them and and, and so whatnot. But I I I, I always um, felt oh well you're weak minded you know you're, you're you're just a weak person you're just a weak person and it was to a point where I understood it as oh you're just a weak person you're you're your brain is not wired, you know, right, and 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 you just can't handle these situations. Uh, not knowing that later in life, obviously, uh, major trauma would come, and and situations would come, and, and you know, at the same time, it crash, and and you know, I myself going through through panic attacks and feeling things that I've never felt before, not understanding them, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously now I'm a firm believer in, in how how painful it is and how frustrating uh, these situations are, you know? And, yeah. and especially us not being educated as, first of all, Latino Latinos, and then second of all, being Latino fathers, Latino parents, uh, this was never brought up in any conversation uh, for, with our parents or even any, any family members whatsoever, and especially our, with, with friends, you know? I had never spoken about, you know, anything like that with Freud at all, you know, because obviously it was it was something that we never had gone through. And, you know, he's he's a testament to what I'm saying is uh, thinking that we're strong minded. But, you know, it's because we've never gone through it. We've never experienced it. You know, shielded. Yeah. 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 Right. Trying or trying to shield something that we were already feeling, but didn't didn't. didn't know what it was, you know. Didn't know how to, how to explain it, or even um, didn't know what that feeling meant, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have the language for it. I think a lot of people, to your point, right? A lot of adults, a lot of adults that I see, they don't have the the language to share. And also, there's a lot of misconceptions about what anxiety is and what depression is, right? Depression is not just like sitting and crying in your bed and not being able to get up. And it shows up different for men and women. For men, it shows up like um, 
unhappiness with, and this is by the book, you know, essentially like unhappiness with their job, um, increase in substance abuse, right? Um, alcoholism, and that's anger, irritability. Um, one of the, I think, main emotions that we allow men to express is anger, right? We don't allow them to express um, nervousness, definitely not grief. Um, and so then you experience fear um, and you have to suppress it because you're weak, right? And then you're having panic attacks and not understanding. I think to your point of like, you know, kids saying, I don't know, I don't know. I had, a, I remember I had this 15 year old boy, um, really gnarly story, but um, he would sit there and it, and it was a struggle with him to get him to open up. And he would say a lot, I don't know, I don't know. But you'd see his hands sweating, right? right. Like constantly like wiping his like hands on his, um, or like his mouth would even like be shaking. You could just see the physical, physiological yeah, he wanted to say it, feelings, right. emotions, right? Like you're in a state of like fight or flight or you're in that, like healing happens in the body, you know? And so um, it's like, oh yeah, that's why you don't know, right? It's, it's a different brain, part of your brain functioning right now. Let's calm the body down, breathe. Like, let's show you how to ground yourself before we can even begin to ask you how to speak or how to express. Um, but to, I mean, Freud started this way, right? Like, no me gusta llorar, you know? Like, it, it, I mean, it's always there. It, it's what, it's the messaging that we, that we send, the, the message that we perpetuate, the beliefs that we have about mental health, about our emotions, we see them as a weakness when it's a total opposite. When you don't have, I mean, think about it logically, when you don't have like an ability to like feel something, know something and then control it, it becomes your Achilles heel, right? It becomes your weakness because you don't know it. You don't know what to do with it. Yeah. It's literally the opposite. It, it's, Versus when you have the ability to express it, you know what it feels like, you can tolerate it in your body, you can cope with it, you can um, feel it and, and let it out. Like that's having strength, right? That is That means that you, that's a strong point, right? Um, I can manage them, I can feel them, I can, you know, all that. And it's the complete opposite, the, the way that we kind of frame it and um, for ourselves, even, especially yeah. for ourselves, our internal voice too. So, so Jess, I'm going to pose this, I'm going to pose this, uh, I'm going to pose this question to you because I'm sure in your field, um, uh, dealing with, with children, you know, um, dealing with families or, you know, fam families to put it that way. Um, how would you, how would you answer to someone saying, um, uh, well, you don't have any children, so how would you understand that? No, 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 no. I'm asking. No, I'm asking it like that. You don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah, you don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah. All that's that, like, and, and and I'll take it back to to something that's relatable to Pro and I uh, in in sales, right? Um, we were always taught our training is to be uh, empathetic with customers, right? So whenever a customer will tell us, oh, this, 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 and this, uh, the, the the best answer that they would tell us to say is, I understand, you know, I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand what, what, what you're going through. And I remember uh, certain situations where we had customers 
you know, with, with even with Freud, say Freud was dealing with customers and I was, I was, um, uh, visualizing his sale or the way he was treating the customer, you know, I would hear him say, I understand what you're going through, but then the customer would, would or say in your case, the patient would, would say, uh, well, no, you don't understand. You don't understand because you're not going through what I'm going through. You don't have this gigantic bill on your part. You know, all you do is sell, sell, sell the product, lock up and go home versus I got to go and look at this bill and see how I'm going to deal with it. So how how as as a as a doctor technically how do you how can how and and, and it'll, I think it'll be good for us parents having that convincing part in that conversation to to allow them to want to open up and two for them to believe what we're saying is true. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, right? I, I think that there's a two piece, and you already kind of. Uh, said one of them like I don't I don't I definitely don't understand your experience right because I'm not you um I'm not a male I'm not you know I don't have children and or when it's anybody else right um when I'm speaking to the black community or the trans community things like that like I don't understand but I can empathize with um and I can be compassionate right and I can hold space for you and I can um support you in your process and your self-understanding. So I think that's part of it. Um, I don't necessarily need to be in your shoes to do that, right? Um, So that's that's first and foremost. And also I'm not trying to tell you what to do, right? So I try to minimize the, the hierarchy here. Yes, I have a certain level of education and training and expertise, but that doesn't make me know the, like the answers for you or what's gonna be best for you. Right, that's not my do, job. Do, do most uh, yeah. patients feel like you're telling them what to do, or do do they go? Most of them want me to tell them what to do. <laughs> right. to most of them come in and they're like, "Tell me," and they get they, frustrated if I don't right. give them like. And and I'm more my my style is definitely more straightforward, and I'm gonna be like, "Look, I can't tell you what to do. I'm gonna highly encourage you to do this." Um, the other piece I want to say, and I'm going to kind of steal a little bit from that podcast that I was telling you guys about, um, the man in that, because it's two males on it and one woman. And the the black male that's in the podcast asks the white woman, like, what gives you a right to talk about masculinity or manhood, right, as a woman? And she gives, like, the most brilliant answer. She says the same right that gives you as a black male to talk about whiteness, Right. It's that as the um, oppressed or as like being in the margins of a demographic of a community, you have a wider, not like perspective. Right. And so as a woman, like I understand masculinity and manhood because I'm the oppressed in that in that particular dynamic. Right. Right. You add an intersectionality. Right. The more your identity stands in a more intersectional place, then you have more visions right if you have a disability if you have this if you have that your perspective is larger who has the least amount of perspective a white hetero able-bodied billion you know white man like tunnel vision can't see shit right um so i don't have to have children but i am a daughter and i am a woman and i've experienced uh parents and i've experienced um fathers Right. Or um, so I think that also gives me it's my lens. It's the position of where I'm viewing the world that kind of allows me to see things as um, if that makes sense. 
No, that makes that makes a lot of sense because you know, and and and, and I'm I'm asking just to be devil's advocate. Well, yeah, of course. But appreciate the question. But it, I think it's I think it's good to know because, you know, there may be parents out there, um, that that would say, you know what, would she does she does she doesn't she doesn't know my experience. She doesn't she doesn't have the same experience that I do. So why should I pay it's attention? It's impossible or for her to have. The same experience, yeah, or, we're all different, you know. Yeah, why why it, should it, I listen it, to that? So it's all so, a generalization, and like it's like like she just said, her experiences and in, in, in the culture, in her family, and in, in, in neighbors and friends Simone. and any of that, and obviously in her studies, allows her to give an opinion mm-hmm. because more than anything, the therapy in therapy, you guys give opinions, and it's up to the patient if they want to take it or not, right? Or if they want to continue practicing whatever it is you guys might be suggesting. Yeah. So But I think it's at the same time it 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 it, it answers the question of of how how does necessarily how does your experience match with mine? It's not directly the same experience, but you're on the other spectrum of it. You're you're on the spectrum of that experience because you're on the other end of it. And you see it from that end and you're giving your point of view and your your empathy comes from a different place but it's on the same line right and so and so i think i think i think that that really that really i mean geez that's that's like the most honest answer you can give like yeah you know i'm not i'm not a dad i don't have kids but i'm a daughter and i have a father so I can give you that point of view and that experience and what could have made that experience better for me. Maybe this could have made this better experience for you and your kids. You're right. And so, so yeah, hell yeah. A hundred percent. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that answers, that answers my question. A thousand percent. So thank you for taking it with grace. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, anything else that you have? Cause I think we're starting to get towards the very end of it. I don't want to, keep yeah. you up too late Jess. i know yes. you probably got work my bedtime um <laughs> uh, chris guys on the on the chat um any questions or anything else anything else that you'd like to ask um i'm i'm, I'm good she pretty much um answered you know as far as uh both you know the parent part and and and, and us either at one point having to go through some therapy or, or, or actually thinking about going to therapy and, and how easy it is uh, to actually do it, right? Because yeah. I think we're, we're, all, we're all victims or, we're, or we can all uh, be uh, guilty of saying, well, I don't believe in it at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, it's not going to work for me because, like you just said, they don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know what I'm feeling. They don't know what I've gone. Uh, I went through. They don't. They don't know anything. You know, how's somebody gonna tell me? A stranger gonna tell me how to fix myself? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know how I see that to, too, and I think that that's it's a it's a fear of judgment, right? It's yes. Of, it, it really ultimately, and I think when I see my clients come in there, this is why it's like, oh, it's about really removing those layers and those walls, and you know. Um, looking at your belief systems. I know what belief systems they're coming into like or in with. And so, yeah, um, I yeah. think that I addressed that right away. 
Um, just, I guess, lastly, um, before I before I go, I'm gonna peace out. But no, I'm, we're, all, we're all gonna cut it down I'm right now. You're super good. thankful. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this, and I am so so proud of you, Froy, and and both of you. It was really great meeting you, Chris. Um, like I said earlier, like I think this is amazing. Like to create spaces like this to, to just have dialogue and conversations. That's where it starts. Bottom line, and that's yeah. what therapy is, right? Like, what are you doing? You're talking. Like, you're talking through things and. And um, you don't have to have an expert necessarily, but just talking to you, um, men talking to other men, like, awesome. Yes, please do more of it. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I highly encourage men to talk about, to talk to other men about um, hard things and get brave and, and you know, um, courage. It really takes a lot of courage um, and, and to be brave to have those conversations. So, yeah. Thank Perhaps. you. Thank you for joining us, Jess. I know it was I know it was very last minute and uh, no, super last uh, minute. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if you thought it was gonna be like just a quick phone call. You're 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 gonna be uh, you're gonna be Spotify famous and, and, and YouTube and famous. These now. are actually short calls that we're doing now. We used to do up to two and a half hours before. Yeah, so. yeah. But so. no, the same thing that what Pro said. You know, I, I do appreciate it. Um, uh i kept on trying to have other people as guests too and everybody's very shy right mm -hmm. and and um again that's another thing with me is, is that there's nothing to be shy about right because you're basically talking to your screen and to other you know a couple other people in front of you but you know this is natural for Freud and i to talk to other people uh, especially strangers and and that's the only way i think that it's very healthy to sometimes spark a conversation you know when when i was into sales uh the best conversations i had were was with older people right and and especially older people all they need is someone someone to listen you know they have so so many stories mm -hmm. so much uh so much to talk about that that you know one day is not enough and this is what we try to offer here is for any of our listeners or anybody that just clicks on our on our website or pages or, or anything is 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 a way to to speak about whatever. You know, you want to talk about sports, we talk about sports. Uh, you want to talk about uh, kids, we talk about kids, parenthood, fishing, whatever it is, you know, we talk about. You want to talk about girls, we talk about girls, you know. That's how uh, knowledge is passed down in our culture, right? Through you know, we We've gotten to know a few professionals, and you know, um, we also have a few people that we can recommend, and hopefully that 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 could be what you know that could be you uh, in the future, and mm -hmm. and so that we could re recommend ourselves to it, and and obviously some of our listeners, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll keep in touch definitely. Um, once you are up and running, definitely send me your information, and we'll share it. We'll share it on our on our network. Um, and I think, I think, you know, one of our aims is to make sure that we make mental health help available to us, um, in a way that it's, it's for the guys, right? It's for the guys. I know it's not easy and we're not going to judge you for it because we do it ourselves. I've done therapy. Chris has done therapy and it's worked great. So, right. uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody who's joined us. You guys are great. Always love the questions, the comments, uh chris uh make sure you send your neighbor a thank you for the dog uh always making a a, a visit here on our calls uh but thank you everybody for joining us thank you just 
And Chris, I don't know if you got any parting words other than thank you. No, no. Again, thank you, everybody. Um, our listeners are always with the uh, creative questions uh, and comments. I pre- appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate uh, Jess uh, jo- for joining us tonight uh, cool. and, and uh, clearing up uh, a lot of things that, that maybe we had a, a few questions on. You know, Beautiful. All right, guys, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, getpadre.fatherhoodnetwork. Uh, go on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Look up A Que Padre, uh, Que Padre Podcast. And check us out on YouTube. We have this whole video up. Um, it should be available um, no later than tomorrow morning. But thank you, thank you, everybody, and you guys have a good night. Yeah, have a good night.